Hi, I'm Katie Gassman. And I'm Anna Grace Averitt. And this is Verb, the style podcast. Follow along on Instagram to see our daily outfits and tune in every Tuesday for a new episode where we recap the previous week's outfits. Plus commentary on the evolution of our personal style, current and upcoming trends, and the latest fashion news. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to episode 39 of Verve. This week, we have a super exciting interview with Macy Eleni, also known as Blazed and Glazed. She's an L.A.-based content creator best known for her thrifting hauls on TikTok and YouTube. With 369,000 followers and over 11 million likes on TikTok, clearly we're not the only ones that can't get enough of Macy's infectious energy. In this interview, we talk about how Macy started her love affair with thrifting and shopping secondhand, and where she finds some of her best pieces. She also goes deep into what it means to live a positive lifestyle to her and how choosing her mental health above everything else has helped her create a life she loves. Plus, we get a super exciting sneak peek into what new content she's working on. Hint, she's working with producers, so you know it's going to be big. And with that, here's the thrift queen herself, Macy Eleni. All right, so let's just hop right into it. What is your first like fashion memory? What made you love thrifting? I'm going to guess is where that's going to lead to. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, fashion and thrifting have just always gone hand in hand for me. I feel like, you know, I was into fashion like as I was growing up and I was like really little, like flipping through my mom's magazines and going through her closet and whatnot. But like the memory that stands out to me the most is Teen Vogue Fashion University 2010. I love how specific that is. it's it's so ingrained in my mind because I grew up in Dayton, Ohio. There's truly no fashion scene. Like the Dayton mall was tragic. <laughs> I wouldn't have even have wanted to shop there. Like the thrift store was always a better option anyway. Mm. And that was like the first, I had been to New York before previously, like with my family, but that was the first taste of like, oh my God, there's like a whole entire other world out here. I had really stumbled into like the early beginning of YouTube in like 2009, like, oh my God, maybe like 2008, 2009, where Mm -hmm. I was watching like the first wave of like a lot of like fashion girls that lived in the UK specifically were like fashion vlogging back then. I'm really curious to know who your girls were because I was also kind of in this YouTube sphere of UK girls in that era. Do you have anybody that comes to I just remember one girl I was dead obsessed with. Her name was... Lexi and her thing was so totally vlog okay and she was just like this cool Greek I'm Greek as well like bad bitch and she just had like really eclectic style not as like kind of basic ish as some of the other girls that were like doing like fashion videos back then and I just really connected to her I was like wow she's really fucking cool and I would watch those videos and just read magazines because we didn't have social media Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and I just remember flipping through Teen Vogue one day and seeing like the advertisement for the first Teen Vogue Fashion University and they were just like do a photo shoot write an essay and like maybe we'll pick you and so I literally staged like this massive photo shoot in my basement and like hid you know put a sheet on the wall and made my little sister who's six years younger than me take photos of me (laughs) and wrote an essay and then got accepted and then like brought it all to my mom as like a presentation and was like this is why we need to go to New York I just need you to come with me I'm gonna get to see like Vera Wang speak Zach Posen speak Amy Astley the editor-in-chief of the team time speak like Anna Wintour was the keynote speaker I was like let's go and she I don't know for some reason just very much so agreed and I went and like just was like I need to be in this world forever it was just like such a taste like going back to Ohio and like high school after that was just not it afterwards (laughs) (laughs) definitely not it we love a supportive mom Yeah, no, she was very much so like, wow, like you went and got accepted in this. I'm kind of like impressed and didn't even say anything about it. Yeah. And I just don't even know what the 
you know, requirements were back then because the photos were tragic. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I roasted them on my TikTok like when I first started because they're just like a timepiece. Like, how old were you? I'm 15, 16. I think I was 16. I think I was a junior in high school and mm -hmm. my sister was six years younger than me. And I was like, get behind the camera. We're throwing up a sheet in the basement and like posing. <laughs> Where the content creation all began, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I was like so obsessed with just anything that could get me kind of like out of the Ohio bubble. Yeah. And like YouTube was kind of that like first area where I was like getting to see other people that were interested in the same kind of stuff as me. Yeah. Did Is YouTube what got you into thrifting or how did you start your thrifting journey? I definitely started thrifting when I was super young. Mm -hmm. It was something that we just did because it was like an affordable option. And I really started to like fall in love with it for fashion at that exact time. I remember like getting ready for Teen Vogue Fashion University and wanting to have amazing outfits and wanting to like recreate. I had like Teen Vogue and nylon like hang hung up all over my walls. And I was just like, I want to recreate these outfits. Like I need good outfits for these events that are, you know, are going to be happening in New York. And I just started thrifting my outfits then. And I was at that time, I had a YouTube channel under the name Fashion Outsider 09. That was like very OG of me. Yes. And I actually was making, there's like lost footage. I've posted like, I think a video of it on my Instagram story or on my Instagram, on my feed before where I would like vlog with my flip camera at the thrift store like over 10 years ago. And so like, it was something I just naturally wanted to do and like share my thrift finds with like the tiny community of fashion people I was finding on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And it just like bit me right then. I was in the thrift store every single Wednesday, half off at Salvation Army. And I would literally just come home with like, you know, not the most sustainable thing to do, but we were not in that headspace then. <laughs> right, I was right. just coming home with like trash bags full of clothing and like going down and just putting outfits together in my basement. And that's always kind of been my like, superpower is like trying to look cool and being able to express myself but mm -hmm. like not with a lot of money right have you been sharing content online since then or did you like kind of dip your toe into it take a break and then hop back in more recently I know correct me if I'm wrong I believe you really blew up on TikTok first right yeah, I I mean, that's it's obviously been something I've always been interested in. And I kind of played around with it there at the end of high school. And I was doing like thrifting videos. And also I was an all-star cheerleader. So I was doing like all-star hair cheer makeup. Yes, video, my first video I love that. that blew up and it's like private now, but it is um, an all-star cheer hair and makeup. I like did my poof and like my sparkles before my competition. Yes. And it literally hit 300,000 views and it was filmed on a flip camera. And then that <laughs> got me like a th my first a thousand subscribers on that fashion outsider 09 channel. And I was like, Oh my God, I love this. Like I love, I've always been like quite a ham and I'm just like, I love this. Like I love as weird as it sounded like being 16 and like filming myself in my basement room and like putting it on the internet for strangers. Oh yeah. It was like really great for me though. And like my confidence and I kind of like took a break from it in college. I went to Ohio University for fashion merchandising, truly because it was the only fashion major at that school. It was. Uh, we all did here. We, we've all we've all suffered through the this is the only fashion major in the area. Yes, we. Yeah, we for sure. So do that. this. And like you're going to learn buying and like accounting. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to do accounting. I don't want to do buying. Like, get me out of here. And but it was all, you know, I was doing. But I always had in the back of my mind that I wanted to be an entertainer and a storyteller. And I did journalism in high school, too. I ran mm -hmm. the TV station and the magazine and stuff like that. So it was always like the path. But I started, I moved out to LA like five years ago and I started kind of recording just like vlogs and whatnot. And I was just super casual about it. I was assisting a celebrity stylist back then and just kind of like doing fashion freelance projects, like video editing for people and stuff like that. And then I started my Blazed and Glazed YouTube channel 
like a year before the pandemic and was just kind of like doing that every week. Like, okay, like I'm going to make my fashion videos thrift with me's. And then when the pandemic hit, I just like, my boyfriend was like, you should like start TikTok. And I was like, what am I going to do? Dance? Like, (laughs) what am am I supposed to do? And my followers on YouTube were like, no, just make your like thrift vlogs, like with your voiceovers and just like do your thing, but on TikTok. And no one was really doing that specific thing with my specific voice then. Mm -hmm. And I just like fell in love with it. TikTok was just like, it's like, I'd been creating on YouTube for a year and maybe had like 10,000 subscribers. And I think that I got to my first hundred K on TikTok in like two weeks, like from actually wow. starting. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Oh my God, I'm obsessed. I'm finding my people. Like they're obsessed with thrifting. It's people that are young people that grew up like me in the LA area who I want to feel cool about thrifting. Cause I never did. I got like made fun of and called smelly by the girls on my cheerleading squad for it. And so I was always like, had this idea in the back of my head of like bringing thrifting to like the main stage of Mm -hmm. fashion and the conversation and actually making people interested in it. Because even throughout like fashion internships I did, I never really felt like I had my place in fashion to be like kooky and weird and strange and do whatever I want. Um, So I wanted to like create a place for people that wanted that too. Yeah. So how has TikTok, I mean, it sounds like it really has impacted your life and changed your life. Like what, how, what is that like? What's been some of the effects that you felt? I mean, it's really like as cheesy as it sounds, given me like such access to my dreams. Mm -hmm. Like I've always wanted to be in the entertainment industry. Where's the Leo in your chart? Because there's (laughs) got to be some going on there. Like, I know I'm a Virgo. Ooh, okay. People are surprised about, but like not people that really know me, but I feel so hard. Mm. And like, I am so like, like, I'm so just like, I feel so hard for people, for myself, for everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I'm very, I don't know. There must be. I need like a good reading from someone because all I know is the Virgo, which I used to like not think I was when I was younger. And then I grew up and I was like, oh, no, I'm not. This is for real. Right, right, right. Opposite. Sorry, totally derailed that conversation (laughs) about so serious about how TikTok really changed your life. But I had to know. (laughs) Yeah, it it really did. Like it delivered me. Yeah, like I said, the pathway to my dreams. It's so hard to get into entertainment, not having any connections and Mm -hmm. anyone at all that, you know, and you know, my boyfriend and I, who I live with now, we moved out here, just like drove our car to LA with no jobs, nothing. And like stayed in an Airbnb and got jobs and got an apartment and now have lived here for five years. And it was always my dream to move to LA and movies and TV and people expressing like fashion and movies and TV as well, like always inspired me so much when I was younger. I've like always battled depression and anxiety since I was about six. And the movies and TV were always such an escape for me to just like literally escape. And I like to be able to do that for other people through my content. So I wanted to be in entertainment and it was just so hard to see how that would be possible, like how to get myself seen. And even when I was making YouTube videos, I was like, okay, my main goal is to turn this into like unscripted content on TV. I've always loved the idea of like reinventing fashion television because for me, like shows like Queer Eye and What Not to Wear, as toxic as it was then, like we haven't had like a cool makeover or like fashion shows, like all the shows that I don't know, I grew up watching like the Rachel Zoe Project and Kel on Earth and like shows very toxic, yes, for their (laughs) times, but that were giving us a little taste of the fashion industry Mm -hmm. from whatever town we were living in in high school. And that's, kind of what TikTok has given me. It's given me, you know, I've gotten a ton of really great press opportunities out of it, which has led me to uh, a product, like some production partners that I have now. And I'm like in the process of pitching multiple unscripted 
secondhand shopping based shows that I've created and getting to do that with my team is something I would have never gotten to do if I didn't literally say in my nylon feature, that's what I want to do. I literally, they quoted me saying like, I want a TV show. And from there, like production partners literally read that. And that was me just trying to manifest. Right. And that's on um, owning what you want putting it out there, yeah, making literally. it happen. My, bo- my boyfriend was like, you shouldn't give that away in an interview. I'm like, no, I'm going to give a little taste. I'm <laughs> supposed to know that I want this if I'm not saying it. So any press opportunity interview I got and they were like, what do you want to do? I'm like, no, I want to make TV shows. Like mm-hmm. knock, knock, beep, beep, come at me. <laughs> and <laughs> the universe heard. And that's what I've been working on. Yeah, for sure. How much can we talk about this TV endeavor that you may or may not be going on? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, one show is like a digital thrifting based show, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of a continuation of my LA Thrift Queen series that I started on YouTube before the pandemic. It's like a nine episode series diving into like different creatives closets in the LA area who I just happen to be friends with, like stylists and YouTubers and just creatives in general like that. Mm-hmm. And then going through their secondhand wardrobes that all share a love for thrifting. And so that's like my brainchild. And when I made that literally like over two years ago, I knew that I wanted to turn it into a show. So I'd love that to live somewhere digital. And yeah, the other one, I don't want to say too much about, but it's kind of in the vibes of, like I said, queer eye, what not to wear, but for like us, like us Mm -hmm. now, like a smart audience that like doesn't want to be fed bullshit and like just like white skinny girls talking about fashion. Like there was like the sustainability aspect always missing of like, okay, we give these people this great makeover. We take them to, you know, fucking Banana Republic and or these expensive (laughs) stores and like dress them in these outfits kind of things they'll never be able to upkeep. And like, I want to give people a sustainable way of feeling good on the inside and on the outside and then being able to utilize these secondhand options that are more accessible to like your average middle of America person right? and just show them that they can still express themselves and mm-hmm. like look and feel fabulous. So I really just want to take everything I'm doing online to just a bigger stage and just get to tell more stories. I try to like think of just fashion as like my vessel for storytelling right now. Um, and yeah, I'm just I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So speaking of the secondhand options that are available, more available to people, the th- big three that we identified that we wanted to talk to you about. And then also, I suppose, find out if there's anything we're missing, but are, you know, thrift shops, yard sales, estate sales. And you are an estate sale queen in particular, I feel. You're always hitting them up. You know, you know what you're doing there. So for the audience, you know, what is the process like for finding all of these different things your thrift shops your yard sales or your estate sales and also the vibes are super different and at all three of those places completely different experiences right exactly so have you found anyone in particular to be better for a particular item or what's your favorite one to shop at oh yeah um okay well if we're going to break it down, like, you know, we've got our classic thrift stores, right. like your local thrift stores, your, I mean, we could put like corporate and local ones together, like your Goodwill, your savers, you're just like super thrift down the street, Valley value. Those are just like always going to have such a hold on my heart like that, like going into a thrift store where like the racks are squeaky. It's huge. You mm-hmm. feel like you need to take a shower afterward. <laughs> like the tags are stapled into the garment as yeah. annoying as that is. It shows me that the prices are going to be low and it's going to be a good time. Right. That's just a telltale, but that's always going to have my heart because it's where I fell in love with fashion for the first time in that kind of thrift store in my hometown because we didn't have like estate sales and we didn't have like super curated vintage shops and stuff like that. It was really just like Salvation Army and Goodwill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, I fell in love with estate sales. I would always go like garage sailing and yard sailing with my grandma back in Ohio because we did have those. 
But estate sailing is something I really found and fell in love with during the pandemic. Like I'd been to some in LA before, but it wasn't until like the pandemic hit and I had been maybe on TikTok making like my thrifting videos and, you know, kind of had grown a community there for like a month, maybe, maybe two months to where I went to an estate sale because still in LA at that time, there was not a lot of thrift stores really open because of the pandemic. Estate sales were kind of the first thing they started to like underground bring back. And like you only <laughs> knew about it if you were in a specific Facebook group or email list. And I was still trying to like furnish my apartment. I, I moved into a new apartment literally the weekend of lockdown in LA oh. and had no furniture. and was like, I want to furnish a second hand. Like this just got a lot harder. <laughs> um, and so I would, was like, okay, I want to go to this estate sale and I'm gonna film it for my audience and just make a TikTok of it. Like my thrift with me videos, like I've made a couple of those, they've all done super well. Like, let's just take them to an estate sale with me. And I, you know, went to this estate sale, made this video and it got like a million views in one day. And I hadn't had that happen to a video yet. Mm -hmm. I think that was my first million view one or second. And it was just flooded with comments of like, what is this? Literally, what is this? I had no idea you could do this. Like, where where did all this stuff come from? I feel like that's where the designer stuff comes from, right? Like a lot, yeah, of, that's the where designer pieces. a lot of the designer stuff comes from. That thrift trip in general, or specifically, I found a Dior red men's sweater vest. And I remember walking into the closet room and it was like this elderly man that had passed away who was a doctor in Beverly Hills. And I remember just asking the woman like how much it was. And she was like $3. And I was like, oh. Oh, right. Try not to show your reaction. <laughs> play it cool. Play it cool. Great. And so you can really just find the craziest stuff. And obviously LA is a mecca for it. Like if you live in right. Los Angeles and you're listening to this and you love secondhand shopping, like you need to go to estate sales. They are such a fun time. I meet the best people. You get to see the craziest houses with the craziest closets. And these people that leave these clothing are insane like the, the wardrobes are just insane and they all have their own flair to them so yeah estate sales are great for designer pieces it's how I find a ton of my designer pieces and then you know your classic thrift store is where you're going to get the good prices it's where you're going to also find I feel like really cool key pieces for your wardrobe like a random vest that like I want to wear as a top like that's that shirling vest you just got store. was insane that, oh like, my god penny lean style one <laughs> $14.99 hope of the valley like it's it's good every time I yeah my closet room that's where I'm in right now it's actually I have it pretty organized right now but it was it was busting we do usually ask our guests if they have any um organization hacks because we're on the hunt for always the thing that's keeping us from being so organized you know I mean, I will, I haven't, I got to work on doing like a real good video because I've been getting asked for a closet tour on TikTok for the past almost like a year and a half. So like, I really do owe it to them, but it's not <laughs> done yet. But basically what I have is these bars that are inserted onto my wall and it hangs all my clothing up. I also have like a double decker situation happening on oh, this side. Wow. And for me, that's a great safe space, safe, or what am I trying to say? Space saver. This is like my office slash closet room. So it's nice to have the clothes around me to like look at while I'm working and mm -hmm. like inspire me and like yell at me to wear them. Right. <laughs> but like I said, I keep it on rotation of like donating and I get into thoughtful donating like a lot on my in my content as well because I think that's really important because I don't want these clothes to like go to waste that I'm finding. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely have derailed from your question of all the different secondhand shopping. The whole format of everything that we love to do is conversational because that's what we found is the people like us who are part of this community truly just love to talk about 
what we do and the shopping that we do. So never feel bad for getting off track. You can always go on a <laughs> We tangent. don't have a linear conversation ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I need to be show. I need to make, I literally this week I'm thinking about trying to make a closet tour. Every time I try to think about it, it gets like really overwhelming, even though it is very organized. I just, again, don't know how to shove it into a tiny TikTok. Right, exactly. And that's the long form format that we need. Oh, I love your I love Botox bag that's hanging in the corner. Oh my Iconic. gosh. Yeah. This, let me get it. It's so cute. <laughs> I got it from a vintage seller. Um, oddly, I have no Botox in my face. I just really like this bag. And it just reminded me of the I Heart like Ashton and Brad Pitt bags. Oh, 100%. From back in the day. And then it's like the juicy like tube style. I got this at, from Magma Vintage, which is one of my favorite vintage sellers in LA. They get like the best Y2K. Like if I want like a Y2K baddie vibe look, which is not always my look, but when it is the look, like they are the place to go and supply things like this and all my vintage Playboys. What was the name of it again? Magma Vintage. Magma Vintage. We'll have to link that in the show notes. Yeah, it's a great showroom if you're ever visiting LA. I have a quick... um maybe morbid question to ask so with these estate sales uh, do you know if the person died like are some of them not dead like I feel like that would <laughs> that's, that's prevent it, some people from going. perfect question to ask because it's one that I get in my comment section all the time and don't always answer <laughs> um because sometimes people like oh my god I mean you guys know TikTok can be just toxic as shit and like yeah. sometimes I gotta back out of my comments when a video is going viral yeah. because people will just be like you are so disrespectful just like walking around there and buying their stuff I'm like <laughs> People okay, will say chill. some wild families, shit on this TikTok. This is good for families. Right. <laughs> that's good things for families. They, they want you to be there. Sales. Exactly. So th- when they're going through these grieving processes, they don't have to worry about just being overwhelmed with stuff. They mm-hmm. can grab the stuff they want and say like, okay, go deal with the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times these people that have these amazing wardrobes, I have to imagine they would just want people living amazing lives in them as well. That's how I feel like I will feel of my clothes um, and not wanting them to go to waste. Sometimes, you know, sometimes like they're like a deceased person, but they're not always someone dying. Sometimes they are just downsizing or moving sales. I went yeah. to one like a couple months ago that was Paul Stanley from Kiss, his estate sale, and he, did, he didn't die. And people were like a little bit confused. Some people at the sale were like, did he die? I'm like, no, he, he just bought like a bigger house and was just moving. Thing. that was an insane one it was a massive massive estate with like a ton of crazy kiss fans that had like driven hours from different states did you get it anything was hilarious good? yeah I just got like clothing from the closet like nice. fabulous just stuff and I'm not a big like kiss fan so I really wanted to see the house it was insane yeah I love like watching architectural digest tours of celebrities houses is one of my top five favorite activities so I can imagine that I would thrive at an estate sale <laughs> no, you would. my boyfriend is in real estate stuff and he just likes going to look at the properties and he just like walks around and it's just like looking at everything while I'm just climbing through all the closets <laughs> I went to a really really good one this just on Friday that chef's kiss was just so good they had so many good crochet accessories Mm. that's my favorite thing in estate sales you can truly find all of the shit that's trending that you are into i definitely pick and choose whatever trends i get into i feel like my closet is just an explosion of like 87 million different styles because that's just how i've always been i very much so like dress to my mood and like how i'm feeling on the inside but yeah they're they're great So in a recent thrift haul on YouTube, you revealed your Pinterest inspiration board that you created before going thrifting. How often do you do this and how do you use this board to guide you when shopping? 
So I like have, I have a Pinterest and really the only boards on it are like seasonal thrift boards. I'll have like fall vibes, a winter thrift. Yes. Yes. Like whatever I'm feeling like <laughs> making the title and I just add to it throughout the whole entire season. Like I'm pretty much just on it every day, adding to it for me. That's just for like thrift inspiration. Truly. Like I'm never really trying to like recreate an exact outfit, but since I do shop like 99.9% secondhand I need to have that inspo just in my head of like the silhouettes that I'm looking for and the patterns that I'm looking for and just kind of the overall vibe I'm trying to curate that season and then also it helps me like look in my own closet and like pull things that I haven't worn in years like this very teen vogue 2010 juicy couture military jacket that I'm like craving these days that I haven't wanted to put on my body and like literally since I bought it 2010 and they're back like scarily yeah, no they're back they are so back and the amount of times I almost and what's amazing about this jacket is and that's why I could never get rid of it is I actually got it at the Juicy Couture event at Teen Vogue oh no 2010 they gave us like a credit they threw us like a Juicy Couture party it was just like hot model men serving like mini cheeseburgers and like all of us teenagers <laughs> and they gave us like a Juicy Couture credit and I bought that jacket and now it's like coming back I've never wanted to put it on since then but I make those, yeah, I make those boards a lot. I just like keep them going throughout the seasons and I look at them and I tend to like always forget to share them because in my mind, like who wants to see my Pinterest board? I never, was right. really, I don't know. That's all I use Pinterest for. So I'm just like, I don't know, but I use them a lot. And I think it is a great tip for people that haven't thrifted a lot and like want to really start like not shopping fast fashion little by little or however, and want to really try to go recreate those outfits I think it can be really helpful a lot of people will say you shouldn't go into the thrift with a list or inspo because it'll kind of like block your mind off from other options but I tend to think it keeps you shopping for things you actually want to wear versus mm -hmm. like oh my god this is just an amazing piece from the 80s that's shiny and cool but I'm never gonna actually like put it into my daily wardrobe no 100% we are definitely list keepers of items to be finding intentional I, well I feel like a it helps you manifest it b if you're someone 100%. who gets o easily overwhelmed like it's just a tool to like be like I don't have to be looking for every single thing that's cool in this thrift store right mm -hmm. I have these like predetermined items that I'm like hoping to score it alleviates some of the pressure yeah so do you have criteria that you use while you're shopping in the thrift store if it's perhaps not on a list you know, what do you look for or how do you keep yourself from over consuming? So I, well, like I said earlier, I definitely, I mean, I definitely shop more than the average person. It's how I like make a ton of my content right now, but I really like to keep, like I said, my closet on rotation. I think since I've been thrifting my whole life, I'm really kind of used to like keeping a closet and a wardrobe rotating. I don't get super connected to a lot of pieces if there there's definitely pieces I will never get rid of like that Teen Vogue fashion you jacket and like other things that I really find and I'm like oh my god this is insane but I am someone yeah that I like to donate a lot not just dropping it off though at your local savers I think one of my biggest tips is to always look into like women's shelters and shelters and people experiencing homelessness and stuff in your area especially if you live in a big city and see what who needs clothes people always need clothes and to me like those people deserve to have great quality clothing as well so I don't like to take all of my donations to Goodwill or savers and I also am not a reseller like a lot of people that are really into thrifting as much as I am am I do closet cleanouts to 
you know, give my audience the chance to want to like buy some cool items that they really liked from a haul of mine or something. But for the most part, I just want the clothes to like go have a new home with someone that will use them and appreciate them. And so I definitely thoughtful donating. It's like my biggest tip that I want to drive home with every, you know, person that follows me that thrifts a lot is just because I feel like people don't think about looking into those options as much as just like dropping a bag off at like Goodwill. It's not as easy. It definitely requires like a little bit of research, but your impact will go so much further. It does. And that's something I would love to like a big goal of mine for this year is to try to partner with an organization here in LA to like be able to get I don't know, do an event, get my followers involved with that, like getting clothing to people that really, really need it. Um, but yeah, I, I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, it's all good. We, I, we were just wondering if there was perhaps anything. Uh... Oh, yes. Criteria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I definitely did used to be the person, of course, throughout my thrifting journey in life that would just see like, you know, I love the 80s. I'm really inspired by 80s movies. Night at the Roxbury, a 90s movie, but very flashy style. I love that. So shimmy shake tops and crazy shimmy shake tops like my whole collection is right here it <laughs> it, it will get me and like i will want to buy it it'll get my blood pumping in the thrift <laughs> store and i have to look at it these days and be like are you gonna wear it tomorrow are you gonna wear it this week like i need it to be able to fit into my everyday wardrobe not mm -hmm. just i have enough just cool things to look at um unless it's a really special piece like a designer find that just is too good to pass up but yeah for the most part i just try to like think about if i'm gonna wear it if i'm gonna be excited to wear it tomorrow or later this week and if it's gonna be something i want to style something i'm really excited to show my audience and show them how to style it i, I try to let that guide me um that being said like i definitely shop a lot but if it wasn't part of my job, I try, I try to always explain that to people. If it wasn't part of my job, I would, you know, definitely not. But are there any items that you would never thrift or that you seem to not be able to find at the thrift store? Like, for example, I work out a lot, but having like new activewear that fits well for my purposes is pretty hard to come by in, in a secondhand store. Yeah, definitely. I think for things like that, if people are interested, like Poshmark and places like that are the better option for a secondhand like legging or like something like that sports bras, because a lot of the time you can find on Poshmark stuff that's new with tags, stuff mm -hmm. that just didn't fit people. So if people are really like, again, trying to get away from the fast fashion and kind of dip their toes into it, things like that are great and getting those online secondhand on thread up. Um, it can be a little less like icky. Yeah. I my underwear. <laughs> Uh, I wear like par Parade and Jonesy underwear. Those are two like more sustainable brands that I really like underwear wise. I will, I will buy like, you know, like a nice bra if it's cool. I don't wear bras like for function, but for fashion, if I right. need one, I'll I mean, I vintage one up bras there. are beautiful. Like Victoria's Secret gold label, like anything I will pick up if I see Victoria's Secret. Yeah. Their slips are gorgeous too. I feel like I see those all the time at the thrifts here. Um, but yeah, underwear, active wear. I don't buy a ton of from the thrift store either. I tend to get it like off ThreadUp and Poshmark and stuff like that. Uh, shoes can be hard mm -hmm. because ugh, as much as like, I love like a good pair of vintage shoes from the thrift store store so many times honestly I find more than not like the soles break within like two wears oh. I had like a really tragic experience of getting these amazing amazing Harley boots at the bins and I literally wore them for the first time with my friend and we were in the parking garage and like I literally just walked out of my shoe like the whole <laughs> I just walked out of it she literally fell to the ground like it was it was bad yeah I um I have my own story about falling out of my shoes. We were literally on a boat in Key West um, and I wore these amazing heeled flip-flop sandals that I had gotten very Carrie Bradshaw and um, legitimately the 
it disintegrated because of the humidity. Like the glue just <laughs> stopped keeping the shoe together. And I, same as you, walked right out of my shoe. And I was like, oh, I'm in the middle of the fucking ocean. Like, what am I supposed to do right now? So we problem solved. It was a whole thing. I've had disintegrating happen. Yeah. I don't know why, but I feel like anytime you get something that's like white leather, but probably not real leather, but looks like white leather. Like I feel like it always disintegrates <laughs> and it's just like, looks like freaking dandruff, dandruff everywhere by the time I get it home. So I've just like stopped buying anything that looks like white leather at the thrift store. That's like a weird rule I have now. Um, <laughs> but the disintegration tip. is real. Yeah. Yeah. Hot tip. Hot tip. No. I don't white know why leather. I've just seemed to find that over the past year. Yeah. Okay, so one of the things that makes you such a compelling creator is your energy. You can like feel it through the screen. It's vibrant, happy, and contagious. Like, how do you maintain such a positive presence? And you've been very vulnerable on YouTube, so I know this is something you probably have to work towards. Would love to hear about that. Yeah, and you got it right there. It's literally a practice every single day. I just uploaded a YouTube Q&A talking a little bit about this this morning, actually. So I've been editing myself, probably saying what I'm about to say <laughs> all morning. But no, it's such an important part of just like, yeah, my online presence in general. I, like I said, have had depression, and anxiety my whole life. And I grew up in like a really toxic situation and kind of family life, always something I wanted to escape from. And I... I don't, I went through this kind of journey over the past five years. When I first moved to LA, I was super deep in my eating disorder and I'd had an eating disorder my whole life. And I'd been to treatment on and off when I was a teenager, but people that have experienced eating disorders know like you're never going to choose recovery until you choose it for yourself. And so like doctors sending me when I was younger and nothing did it. I was just super negative all the time. Like I, in until like 25, basically a couple years ago, just remember getting up every single morning and the first words coming out of my mouth were like shit talking myself or just something mean about my appearance, about my mind, about just anything about me. And I didn't even realize that I was starting my day like that every day for literally 25 years. And when I moved to LA, I kind of had this moment where I was like, oh my God, like I'm living in the city I wanted to leave, live in my whole life that I told myself if I got here after college, like I would be happy and like I could start living my life in a happy way. And I had just been through my whole life letting other people's actions and things like that that had happened my whole life dictate how I lived my life. And if I was allowed to be happy or not, and I looked at positive people like, oh my God, cool for you, not for me. Like, okay, like I could never be like that because of everything that I've been through. And I was kind of using that as valid as those feelings are and those, you know, that trauma is, it's just something that I couldn't let hold me back from like getting everything I wanted and like living a happy life and being myself. And when I chose recovery from my eating disorder, like for real, like five years ago, it's been a process since then. And like a journey and a recovery journey, I'm probably always going to be on my whole life, but it just brought me this whole different outlook on life. I was like, I don't want to be bogged down by negativity. I don't want to think of my body or other people's bodies in negative ways. I want to just be accepting and I don't want to be judgmental of myself or other people. And I just want to let go of all of that shit and like be happy. And it was not until recovering and kind of going through that process of finding body neutrality and then body positivity and liking myself, then loving myself, then becoming like obsessed with myself. Like <laughs> it was never something I could have gotten to without kind of going through recovery, I, I believe. And even though I have, you know, depression and anxiety still, um, I'm on medication for both of those things and it's an upkeep and it's something people are always surprised to find out about me um, when they start just following me from my TikToks and 
kind of watching my Instagram and my YouTube, but it's something I always want to be really open about. Cause I just really believe that if, when we were younger, there weren't a ton of people to look up to that were like, I cool fashion girl, I want to be, but also I've been through these things and I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to tell you about it because mm -hmm. I got to the other end of it. And like, I want that for you too. And that would have given me so much hope. And so I just like hope to continue to put that out there as I have a platform. I feel like so privileged now to have gone through all of the things that made me think my life was so terrible for so long, because I obviously, I feel like it's, you know, my kind of calling in life to talk about these things that I feel comfortable talking about that I've been through to try to help other people. I'm a big sister. I have four younger siblings. So like, I feel like that's always been my natural like way of being is just wanting to like empathize and make everyone happy and laugh in the situation we grew up in. And I feel like that's translated to me now online. So it's a practice every day. And it's something I truly like never thought I could accomplish. So if anyone listening is like very glass half empty, it's just, it is possible. Like I just truly thought it wasn't. I thought like some people were wired to be happy and like some people were wired to like be just like bitchy all the time. <laughs> and I don't know, but I kind of at least found a way to mesh the two. <laughs> did you start with like a gratitude practice or anything like that? Or how did you like start the foray into the positive lifestyle? <laughs> Yeah, I, it, I mean, it was the biggest process. Like, I think, like I said, my eating disorder recovery went hand in hand with it because while I was doing that, I was trying to stop talking negatively about my body. And that kind of naturally led to me not talking negatively about my mind and the things I would say and not thinking as negatively about everything because, you know, after having an eating disorder for, since I was like five years old to 25, like that's just such, that's your whole mind is just like this negative voice mm -hmm. talking shit about you to yourself. And so that just becomes your inner dialogue. And there was just like no way to get past that until, yeah, I started gratitude journaling, which is something again, I cringed at and thought was so <laughs> stupid for the longest time. I was like, what do I have to be grateful for? I don't have anything that I want. Like it was so hard for me to be grateful for what I did have um, instead of to just see the lack of everything that I wanted that I didn't have yet everywhere. So I, yeah, I gratitude journal every morning and I used to feel so, I mean, for the first like two years I did it consistently, I felt so cringy about it. I was like, what am I writing? Oh my God, this is so weird. But then now that I, now I look back on that because it's also kind of my manifestation journal as well. And those things are like truly what I'm doing now. So uh, it's got to be working. It's better than the <laughs> negative. The negative never brought me anything. And now I have, I'll show you, I just got this, my new gratitude journal for the year custom in because I like to have like a cool gratitude journal. My old one was one I got on Etsy. That was a repurposed night at the Roxbury VHS. Nice. And cool. so it was like literally those guys on the front, but I just, I don't know when I started calling it a gratitude booty journal. <laughs> and I got this one custom yes. made for this year. <laughs> yes. Gratitude booty journal. But you need to sell those. That's fantastic. I know. I know. <laughs> That's what my boyfriend said. He was like, he was like, That's like good. Like, <laughs> Because yes. I just like never related to the ones that just like, I don't know, had flowers and whatever on yeah. them. And I'm also not a religious person. And sometimes the journals will play into that. And I was like, I just need something like normal, but not normal at all. Irreverent. AKA my night at the Roxbury one that made me excited to write in it. Right. Every day. It's like and blazed and glazed style. Yeah. It's and the blazed and glazed style. It's the place that will get you everywhere. It's the place I have to go on like my super down days where I'm like really feeling like negative mm -hmm. or my depression. I went through like a really bad depression episode from this past June to like December, January. And that just kept me every day kind of staying in that mindset of like, okay, I do have these things. And when we take note of what we're grateful for and what we do have in our life, 
it it will surprise you when you do that every day because we like lose sight of things like our healthy bodies when we're too busy telling our bodies they don't look right or right. like the people that we do have in our life and the things we do have when we're so worried all the time about everything that we want to have in the future um so definitely it's definitely been very helpful in this whole positivity journey which oh, I wish there was a less way, way to say that too. I'm always like my positivity journey. No, you got to embrace it. It's amazing. You've obviously worked really hard to get where you're, to your relationship with yourself and with your positive outlook on light. And you are certainly inspiring thousands of people to do the same. Like, again, I started out the question, like you can feel your compelling, ener compelling energy on the screen and you've made me smile numerous times. So you are a shining light in the internet fashion community. Oh, thank you. So we do always ask our guests some rapid fire questions to, you know, get the brain stimulated. See what first comes to your mind, right? So are you ready? Oh, I'm, I'm ready. You're so ready? Okay, <laughs> perfect. All right. So uh, we'll start off easy. Uh, can we get you to describe your personal style in three words? Oh my gosh. Yes. feels like a school assignment. I know. I know. <laughs> we'll have to figure out a way to make that less schooly. <laughs> my, my, I don't honestly, uh, random as shit. So like, <laughs> Love. I, this closet, like I'm literally staring at it all right now. Like I said, I think earlier, like I get asked what my style is and like my personal style all the time in my comments. And I literally never know what to say because I dress definitely very much so for how I'm feeling all the time and for what I'm inspired by at the moment for me, movies and TV and like what I'm watching currently will like inspire me a lot. Mm -hmm. um, what are you watching? That, not right even now? just current shows like stuff from the past. Well, right now I'm watching Entourage, which really oh. feeds into my for literally the seventh time. It's love, love, love. And so it's like giving me very like mid 2000s vibes. Mm -hmm. And I also definitely consider myself a little bit, my style does, you know, kind of hit on the end of like androgyny and like kind of a sporty vibe. I like to be really comfortable. I have endometriosis. It's a chronic illness that like just puts me in pain a lot of the time. So for me, comfort is always key. And then like styling around a comfortable like waistband or something. Uh, I, you know, sporty spice was always my favorite spice girl, even yeah. though I'm like not an athletic girl at all. Don't, you can never catch me at a gym truly ever. Um, so I always like leaned into like a track pant, a swishy pant with a crop top and a sneaker. And like, but then sometimes I'm feeling like really, I don't know, out there and crazy and want to wear sequins and want to wear something more nuts. I'm definitely, you definitely won't find me in like a super lacy, girly, puffy, sleevey type thing most of the time, but who knows? Right. We're not um, counting everything kind of like, out. Right. It, it, I don't really, yeah, there's really nothing I say like absolutely no to, but I would say my style is very like comfortable, but she love, but it. love that. Love that. Okay. So you have to pick your ghost outfit, meaning this is the outfit you die in and you have to haunt everyone for the rest of the time in this one outfit. So it's better be a good one. Oh my God. See, I feel like in that case, like, do you pick something crazy or do you pick something? So you, it's like your avatar forever kind of vibe I, like that, you know, everyone's going to know you in. Right. So like for me, that would be, oh my gosh. I mean, if I'm going to be in it for the rest of my life, it needs to be. Well, you're dead. So it's not your life, yet. but. <laughs> that's true you're dead but it's like what you're gonna haunt everyone in right exactly time. right 
Honestly, probably like a look. Okay, so you know okay. what? I'm gonna throw comfort out the window because I'm dead. Right. Yeah, like, you're not gonna I'm just comfortable anything. all the time. Right. So in my ghost world, I'm very comfortable in like really low waist um, leather pants with like a V cut. Hot. Very hot. And just some, con- honestly, just like a white ribbed tank, like what I'm wearing. Okay. Like a big, chunky platform type shoe like a archive Marc Jacobs runway shoe Marc Jacobs is my favorite designer so like I'm going like really hard vintage Marc Jacobs decked out through throughout my body because you know what that would make young me very happy so we're gonna go with that I love it all right so who do you look to for fashion inspo and do you have a style icon yeah. Oh my God. Well, Freddie Mercury is my icon of all time for life and fashion. I literally you wrote just a whole described paper an on outfit. him. Leather pants. <laughs> yeah, and white I literally wrote cake. a whole paper on him in high school and his fashion choices and just like he made me just feel very comfortable and being who I was and like expressing myself. And he'll always be my fashion icon because he, like me, very much so wore whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. There were no rules was screaming at the misfits from the back of the room. That's somehow sometimes how I feel in, on my videos. And yeah, he's, he's everything, everything fashion wise to me. Other than that, like I said, like just very much so like TV and movies. I think just there's something about clothing. I think it probably relates back to that. I love entertainment and storytelling so much and use fashion as a vessel to do that. I love runway shows like I do love watching them but for me getting to watch people live their life in like movie and tv and storytell in clothing and like use clothing as that vessel for them I think that really excites my brain and like always has so I think that's probably why I pull it now more than just like watching a fashion show all right so the next one you said favorite designer was Marc Jacobs anyone else you want to throw into that mix oh See, for me, it's really hard because Mark is tried and true forever. I will never forget getting my first designer bag ever at Saks Fifth Avenue when I was younger on like super, super crazy Christmas sale that I'd saved up for so long. It was a red Marc Jacobs bag. I still have it and just feeling so much pride in that. And I was so happy. Um, But then for me, it's like I find myself like not having super favorite designers. And I think it's because I shop vintage and secondhand so much that I never know what I'm going to find. And sometimes I do seek out different designer items. I really, really like my designer accessories. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually like my whole outfits from like the thrift thrift store. And then like my sunnies and my bags and my shoes are for the most part vintage designer. And I keep an open mind. Like when I'm on the real, real, when I'm at vintage stores. And for me, it's like, oh my God, I found this designer item. Maybe like Escada is something I never really was into at all. But recently I've been like thrifting a ton of Escada blazers and like now I'm feeling that, which is something I would have never sought out before. So I think like Marc Jacobs is it. Oh, Balenciaga right now really has me. Mm. I did get on Poshmark a Balenciaga city bag, like my dream Serena Vanderwoods uh, bag we are both back in the day. Those. Yes. I got that for my birthday. Um, well, my boyfriend got it for me, but I found it on Poshmark mm-hmm. and it's everything to me right now so I'm having like an old Balenciaga moment as we all are yes um, yes yeah it's making my inner child like very happy A very happy Mary very nationally moment yep. Mary Kate nationally yeah. moment all right what was the last thing that you bought oh well you're asking me this after a very hot and heavy thrift trip yesterday <laughs> um oh. I'll show you this tiger print <gasps> mini cropped vest yes iconic i found this at uh the community thrift yesterday for like literally nothing 
I don't even, this tag makes no sense. <laughs> I love it. Um, She's gorge. And then I got this scarf at an estate sale the day before. And it's, yeah. oh my gosh. But you've been on a scarf kick lately. I've been on a scarf kick, skinny. And, you know, I, I do not, you know, discriminate <laughs> on my scarf sizes. But this is a vintage Sears scarf. Like it literally is from Sears. <laughs> and tell me this doesn't look like all the scarves everyone's trying to be wearing. Oh, a hundred percent it does. And it's not three hundred dollars. This was nothing at an estate sale on Friday. Fabulous, fabulous woman. It was three generations of uh, like a family of women and it was it was amazing. And there was like no one there. I was like, how did no one know about this estate sale? Wow. Okay, so it's spring or fall. This might not as apply as much because you're in LA now. <laughs> But like I was an Ohio girl for like years and years. So I, I know the seasons um, fall. My birthday's in September. So I've always loved a fall layer mm-hmm. and like not. And, you know, then it's like right before winter when like you can't be as cute. Right. And then the summer and like spring, I'm always like sweating and like don't want to wear anything. Mm-hmm. So fall is I feel like fall is like the key fashion season. It is. It is. Okay. Sneakers or heels? Um. Sneakers, sneakers, a platform sneaker, mm-hmm. a dad sneaker, but I do love a boot. Like I love a boot. You, I don't wear heels that much in the summer. I'll do like a li- I'll do kitten heel moments, but I love a boot, but sneakers. All right. Last one. I think we know the answer, but low rise or high rise? Oh, low rise. <laughs> which, uh, which shocks my younger self so much. Like I used to have all the mom jeans, but it's just like, I don't know. It's not a comfortable silhouette for me. Whenever I'm sitting down and I have, I don't know, it's not, it's not comfortable for me anymore. I know it's like the, it's a controversial, um, low rise jeans are a controversial thing. Mm-hmm. Believe me, people, I make YouTube shorts now. I don't know if you guys know what those are, but they're basically TikToks on YouTube mm-hmm. that YouTube's trying to do. And there's there, you know, I thought TikTok commenters were mean. YouTube <laughs> shorts commenters are a breed of their own. <laughs> I am an alien from another planet the way they talk about my outfits and like I've been told by countless commenters there that I just like low rise need to go away and I it's terrible and I need to wear high rise and I'm like you know maybe I will in a couple of years (laughs) but for now it's all about the low rise yeah I've noticed too that now that I like a mid to lower rise I'm like I don't think high rise is as flattering on my body because I have like such a long torso that it like breaks it up you know Mm -hmm. so it's kind of funny how again general trends we all drift in and out and someday we'll be wearing high-rise skinny jeans again but certainly certainly but another now, 15 years on that right 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 <laughs> no the high-rise like I never I always said like I don't like jeans up until a couple years ago I was like I just don't ever wear jeans and I think it's because like high-rise ones were the all the ones I was trying on because that was what was so popular and right. I just did not like them on me but I, I guess in my mind they were the only option right jeans so. were just high-rise <laughs> Yeah. So I don't know. Surprise yourself. Yeah. You never know. You never know. All right, everybody. So now is the part of the episode where we will review Macy's outfits. We're so excited to talk about them. And as a reminder, you can find the link to Instagram where all of her outfits will be posted in the show notes. And you're definitely going to want to look at those. All right, Macy, are you ready? Yes. Although I just have to preface this with like, this was such a boring week of outfits. I had such a bad endometriosis flare up midweek and like was a mess. So yeah. like, that's I'm okay. Just, that's I, the reality. That's kind of 
you know, it is. Yeah, that's. I just the, feel like you know, I wasn't bringing it as much this week. No, we God. thought we were so excited. We loved watching all of your outfits pop up all week. Okay, so. so Macy, take us through each outfit, what you did that day, how you felt about it. If there's anything you would change about the outfit, or if it's perfect and you would wear it again. Okay, so Monday we're starting off here with a very like granola-y look. That sweater is from Savers. And like, I literally thrifted that the Sunday before the Monday that I wore it and washed it right away. Cause I was so excited to wear it because I don't always like, I'm not usually a sweater bitch, but I'm becoming one this winter. <laughs> and I almost can't even say that about myself anymore. Cause I've bought so many this year, <laughs> but that one has like metal hooks on it. If you can see, mm -hmm. and like, there was just something so cool about that to me and like edgy and less like crochet girl sweater and more like cool fashion girl sweater yes and I'm I like the high neck on it I don't love a turtleneck that's like tight on my neck but kind of a neck like that that's just a higher neckline I mm -hmm. love that so I wanted to wear that on Monday I literally was just working from home filming TikToks on Monday and I think this is when I got dressed to just go to the grocery store those pants lol I got at Savers they're thrifted but they are Abercrombie and okay but they're like a cool cargo satiny vibe when I saw them, I had been on the hunt for them. I think I thrifted them like a month or two or a while, like two months ago. And when I found them, I was like, oh my God, I've been looking for pants like this. And when I saw they were Abercrombie, I was just... I am pretty, when I saw you post this outfit, I was like, I swear to God, I think those pants are Abercrombie because <laughs> I have a super similar pair. They're not satiny like that, but, um, they're like a red, um, like a true cargo twill. And I was just, yeah, I was like, oh my God, those are for sure Abercrombie <laughs> pants. Cause with the Uggs, I was like, I've been there. I've rocked that. And I love yes. it. It gives I my 2006 to... self life. Oh my God. Which I'm obviously feeling the mid 2000s right now in I don't know if it's a terrible or a great way, but I'm honestly feeling really good about it. Well, then I love it's great. Those pants. They fit super well. They fit low waist, but they're not tight. I really like low waist, but I don't like super tight pants unless mm -hmm. I'm like going out or something, which like, when does that even happen anymore? But <laughs> right. I like a baggy pant. I definitely would like replace the Uggs. Those are like a short Ugg that I got myself for Christmas this year. And mm -hmm. I've just been wearing them way too much. Like I'm finding the excuse to wear them with way too many things. <laughs> um, this was for the grocery store. So I was like trying to be comfortable and they looked better than my sneakers would. So if I was going out in this outfit, like to dinner, I would put like a pointy toe kitten heel, like Ooh. a vintage Gucci one or something. I have one in mind that I have in my closet. Like that's what I would switch it out with for like dinner. Mm -hmm. um, the bag is my Navy Balenciaga city bag, 2010. She is an icon. Her name is Serena. That is what me and my friends named her. Absolutely. Yes. Serena Vanderwood's in. The glasses are disgusting. Dolce & Gabbana. But I got them from my one of my favorite, again, vintage sellers in LA. Um, she's at D-A-L-Y Dose, Daily Dose. Uh, she's amazing. I tag her all the time. She has a great showroom where she does pop-ups every Sunday. She sold them to me for like 15 bucks. And then my new bangs. Yes. This was just like four Saw days after I got them. <laughs> and I was really, I'm really feeling like them in front when I got them cut, I got them put to the side. And I think on Monday, I literally just threw them in front and was like, well, we're rocking this. Rocking it. I saw your TikTok about the Dolce & Gabbana sunglasses. And I was like, I, that's my exact feeling. Cause I love, especially like vintage D and G and I know. whenever I see it online and I'm always like, uh, uh, like, I don't, I don't want to support it, but like, they're not getting the money. <laughs> no, their new stuff is ugly. Like, I'm sorry. Like I, 
hate all their new stuff. It's not good, but they're the vintage stuff is like really cute. And it's very hard for me um, to say no to it. But these were from a seller who is a really great friend of mine. So I was like, I feel good giving you my money to yes. buy these vintage Dolce Gabbana sunglasses. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're yellow on the sides. They're a massive shield. I love shield sunnies. And they just like have the little like DMG on the side. So it's hidden. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Tuesday. Okay. Let me find. Okay. Tuesday is frilly sweater skirt moment. Yes. We are here. Okay. This, I love this outfit. This, I, you look like a mermaid. Sexy vibes. Yes. <laughs> I was filming TikToks as I do uh, so many days this day. I just remember because I put this outfit, I like styled this outfit because I had thrifted that sweater at the Silver Lake flea market. Um, like the weekend or the weekend before that. And I really wanted to style that in a TikTok. So I styled this outfit. And then I was like, I'm just gonna wear this for the rest of the day. I love it. And I don't remember what I did after that. But around my neck will start is a the bottom of a sweater that I chopped off and okay. used as a neck piece because I'm loving just like weird crochet and like just sweaters material wrapped around my neck and like New York fashion girly style. It's just, I don't know. It's taking over a little like of the cyber vibes. Like I'm very feeling that. Mm -hmm. So I put that around my neck because I really like the colors. Yeah, that's the tops from the Silver Lake Flea Market. It's just like a random like 2000s brand. It's very much so like a shimmy sweater. And then I do a lot of sweaters with no tops under them. That skirt is a Liz Claiborne skirt that I thrifted at the thrift store. Very like low waist vibe. I love it. The underwear peeking out, giving me a very many Santos de Grassi moment is actually a really cool pair of underwear that I, I got on Depop, but they are dead stock with tax. They were not worn. <laughs> and the front of the front of the G string is like this little 2000s cartoon girl. And it says hot stuff on it. Hell so it's like yeah. hiding the best part of the underwear. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then the bag is my faux Fendi bag that is like one of my favorite possessions. It's I'm obsessed from an estate with this sale. bag. Oh my God. I got it from an estate sale and you can't even like see it in the photo. I got it from an estate sale when I like first started my TikTok. It was like in my one, maybe like my third TikTok estate sale video. And it's just like this crazy faux Fendi furry moment. And That's then the sunglasses cool. are vintage Versace from the real, real gorge. So would you consider this because it's a little like sexy revealing with the G string? Would you wear this out and about like on a normal day? That's like the beauty of LA is that you can do that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'd wear this to dinner. I'd wear it. Yeah. Yeah, I would. <laughs> we do. I do a lot. Love we, that. You, you can, you can walk around here and see exposed underwear and like nibbles popping out. And it's a little less weird than where I grew up in Ohio. Right. But I did it there too. And none of the conservative ladies liked me. No, <laughs> we were You're getting reported the to Democrat the church family anyway. So. All right. Wednesday. Okay. Let me see. I think Wednesday is this, the only photo that is in a mirror photo. Okay. Um, and that's cause my assistant Haley, who takes my Instagram pictures was with me. And I was like, Oh man, I got to get an outfit. Amazing. I believe this was the day that I was having a really bad endometriosis flare up. Oh. And so I literally could not have like anything touching my body. So the pullover is a vintage. Um, what is it? Mm, it's right there. What did it say? It's like a, what, I can't remember the athletic brand that it is. Oh, it's Reebok. It's vintage Reebok from the nineties and it's a golf tournament sweatshirt. I got it at Squaresville Vintage in LA. 
like literally probably my favorite vintage store in LA for like prices and good prices on designer as well. Um, the pants are from the Silver Lake flea. They're just like a parachute drawstring pant. And then my little dad shoe new balances and the sunglasses are vintage Louis Vuitton. And that's just like chilling. I mean, mad props to you for getting dressed. I mean, and being in such an uncomfortable state because you still look cool. You look way cooler than I would with an endometriosis flare up. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's, it's, we have to make endometriosis chic, you know? Yeah. Right. And you're doing it. You're doing it. Uh, yeah, least- yeah. That was, I, re- I was remember scrambling that day. I was like, I want, I don't know if I should even post this outfit, but you know, it is what it is. And I do wear that like all the time. I'm in sweats a lot because if I'm not filming, I'm editing since I upload so much on TikTok and YouTube. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's sweatshirts a lot. I have a big vintage crew neck collection. Okay. Thursday. Let's see. Oh, Thursday. We have another sweats vibe because I was still coming off my flare up. It was killing me. This is the only thing that isn't secondhand. I think in this entire thing, besides the Uggs, this sweat set is from, oh my gosh, the brand is Ragdoll LA. They are a cool brand that I really like actually. And they sent me that sweatsuit literally last week. Like I said, I like never get sent things except from vintage stores and like my followers depops. But this was, is a brand that I really like here made in LA. And they had this insane cheetah set that as you can see is so me. Like I am a girl through and through. I am like so obsessed with tiger print, animal print, everything. I love the silhouette of this because it's like a chic sweatsuit. The pants are like a flared like yoga pant legging but in like a cotton material so it's not like tight Mm -hmm. and then the top is so oversized like that's a small and it's just so long I I just love the silhouette it's not like any other sweatsuit I have yeah and I think that I was like going to the doctor that day so I have the same Versace vintage sunglasses on from the real real that bag is like my travel bag it's a vintage Prada bag from the real real and then my Uggs so I like this outfit again this is very like what I wear on an editing day slash endometriosis flare up day when I'm like sitting with my heating pad doubled over, mm-hmm. but like still trying to like be cute on my stories. I mean, we love a cheetah girls moment in this house. <laughs> yeah, we do. We're animal print girlies. Literally like look at my child I have next to me right here. Uh, yes. I have a tiger poster in the other corner of my room. So I, <laughs> so, like, I just, I was, I looked at their line sheet and I was like, I'm captivated by this. Yes, I will have this set. <laughs> Okay. And then your last outfit Friday, Friday. Oh, this is my favorite outfit because I was finally not feeling like an asshole. And I went to an estate sale and I, yeah, I love this outfit. Okay. The top underneath is like this really cool. It's by the brand hot stuff. And it's like a white top with like black, like kind of like bands, like they're like stretchy bands on each side of it. Mm -hmm. It's long sleeve. I really like it. I, it's literally one of my best friend Mackie's shirt that I bought from her at the Los Feliz Flea when we were like literally selling clothes together. And like, I like went through her rack before anyone could and bought that shirt. <laughs> and then the green jacket is one of my new favorite jackets of the moment. I thrifted it a couple, like a month ago. And it's just like a green, oh, I just love the color. And it's just like a moto jacket kind of, which I'm loving that style of jacket right now with uh those little like hand sleeves that have eyeballs all over them yes i cannot remember the name i tagged her in my instagram story the brand i cannot remember it off the top of my head but it's just like a girl that makes those like screen printed they're very cool the same balenciaga city bag 
low waist pair of trousers. That's one of my favorite thing to thrift is trousers. I don't even like honestly wear jeans that often. I really like trousers, which is hilarious because my grandpa used to always be like my slacks and my trousers. And, I'm like, those? <laughs> and like now that I'm like obsessed with trousers and then it's like a, the shoes, like a Harley Davidson loafer, like a, no, like a clog, like a slide in clog loafer vibe that I got off Depop and a different phone case than the other week and that says Virgo on it. Nice. And my Versace sunnies. I was really feeling this look. That was like, I'm going to an estate sale. I'm making a TikTok. Yes. I feel hot. I feel good. Let's go. Yep. I'm recovered from feeling like crap for the last two days. Yes. Yes, yeah. 100%. That was, I was very much so like, yes, I at least Let's have it. <laughs> Love. All right. Well, with that, we are officially at the end of our episode. Thank you, Macy, so much for being here and talking to us about all of your outfits from this week. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Yeah. We're so excited to see what happens with your TV shows. Hopefully they are picked up and we will be seeing them later this year. Um, But tell everyone where they can find you currently and what social platforms that you're using. So I'm Macy Lenny on Instagram. That's where my name is. But then you can find me blazed and glazed everywhere else. TikTok and YouTube. I upload on TikTok all the time. YouTube once a week. And it's a good time. It's a party. Come join. Come shimmy. <laughs> it certainly is. You were um, actually one of the first fashion creators I ever stumbled upon on TikTok. Uh, probably like back in 2020. And so I've been riding your roller coaster for a while now. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yay. I remember I saw your guys's podcast when Clara posted, was posting her outfits like on her story. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, what is this podcast? Cause I always, like I said, like, I feel like sometimes there's such a lack for fashion TV shows, fashion media. Like whenever there's a new podcast, like I'm like, I want to listen to it. Like I want to listen to people shoot the shit about fashion. Right. Uh, like that's what I was so excited to do today. <laughs> well, that's what our goal was, right? Like we wanted yes. the same thing and it didn't exist. And we were like, well, we can do that. We can figure that <laughs> no, out. This is fun. This exactly. is fashion happy hour.